is it the monetary value that gives it some sort of stigma <laughs> are you good stigma oh my god my jacket yeah hey everyone today on the podcast we are talking about epal what is epal you might ask well it's basically a website where you can go and purchase someone to hang out with you in vr chat or pretty much any other multiplayer game so initially i had some questions like who is this service for? And does anything like sexual take place? I'm not the only one that has this thought. <laughs> At least I can't be. So I thought it'd be a good idea before we get to the podcast to take my questions to the public worlds and ask the E people themselves. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. I don't think I would, honestly. <laughs> if I was desperate enough, then yeah. Oh gosh, okay. Okay, personally, no, I wouldn't do it. I have other friends that I would rather spend time with rather than, you know, a random person I could pay on ePal that probably just doesn't even care about me. But I could see how maybe other people would want to do that, right? Like maybe they just started the game and like they don't have friends yet. No, I would not pay anyone to hang out with me in VRChat, but I would like to be bought to be hanging out with somebody in VRChat. No, that is a terrible idea. You can go on to any public world and just, you know, vibe with the people. If they don't accept you, fuck it, man. You just go to the next group. Am I allowed to curse? <laughs> it's weird to me, and it's nothing that I personally would want to be involved with. You gotta respect the grind, like, for, like, going out there and saying, hey, if you want to spend time with me, then you have money, and I can provide that service. Like, I would never judge that. Websites, like you mentioned when you mentioned ePal, that's a lot safer than someone just being like, hey, send me money and I'll hang out with you, and then they could be screwed over, screwed over in some way. I mean, me personally, no. I just walk up and start talking to people. It's a social game, you feel? You ain't gonna buy nobody. Somebody gonna talk to you. I ain't gonna judge you if you do, though. That's debatable. If the person is actually unwholesome or not. I've met some pretty wholesome guys that don't want anything just to talk and hang out. And there are some people that try to get people into bed and it's gross. E, keep it away. I don't know about other games, but most definitely probably ERP probably does play a role in VR chat. Hee <laughs> hee. It's kind of like walking into a strip club. If you're a regular there, you know which ones are going to be full service or not. I think it's specifically when it comes to VR chat, that's more of an expectation. When you come into a game that is so close to real life in a sense, you are physically moving your limbs and you can see them and you can see other people's body language. I think most of our existence is to fucking reproduce, right? So we sexualize everything. And if something is so similar to real life and community and connection, it's going to be sexual. So now we've heard from the e-people themselves from VRChat and their opinions about ePal. Let's check in with the podcast and see what the people that actually offer the service on ePal have to say about it. Hey, welcome to the VR and Chill podcast. And today we are talking about ePal. We have some people from the website. And uh, hey, welcome, guys. Thanks for coming out. Um, so if you guys want to introduce yourself one by one, um, let's start with Freak and just move our, you know, move down the list. And uh, if you want to tell us, uh, you know, your name and what service you specifically um, offer, that'd be great. I'm not currently on the site anymore. I was on it last year for about uh, two or three months. Uh, the services I provided were mostly chatting um, with some games sprinkled in, like VR Chat, Fall Guys, just like basic fun games games you can play and chat with people. I did towards the end do a, a couple of lewd one-offs that were like, can't name a better price. Um, Hell yeah. Hi, I'm Honey. 
I, for the beginning of it all, kind of just acted as a tutorial NPC for people introducing them into games, mostly VR chat, and came back for a bit for just movie review stuff and helping people out with that kind of shit, and uh, quit again. <laughs> Hi, Snowdry. Uh, I was active on the site about a year ago. I did mostly Unity and Blender stuff, taught people how to upload avatars and create worlds uh took a long break this came back maybe like a month or two ago so and i'm back here that's really awesome and i, I appreciate you helping out the community with uh with avatar stuff it's uh it's really needed uh, hi uh my name's Gothad. i usually give what's it called chatting orders i'm currently one of the active people most most likely the active person on here unfortunately uh, I provide software development, I provide music production, and voice acting lessons as well through Tight. Hi, I'm Uwu for you. Um, you can find me on the website under Virtual Uwu. I just recently signed up, only been there for about two weeks, or about a week and a half now. And um, I basically provide just VR chat for now. Hi, I'm Playboo. <laughs> uh, I've been on the site since like the beginning, but I both offer video game services and also chat, so... <laughs> and uh Irie, you're not on the service, but you want to do a little intro? Yeah, I'm Irie. I'm just here for funsies. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the first questions I wanted to ask you guys is what initially got you into Epal? Oh, go ahead, actually. <laughs> Ladies first. <laughs> Ladies first. <laughs> Thank you. Uh I, I, <laughs> is a joke. <laughs> Completely as a joke. I joined early really early in its lifespan. First it was called E-Girl instead of E-Pal, but then there's a big legal lawsuit that from Riot Games that they were doing with that. It was a long story. But I, <laughs> I just joined as, as a joke, but I ended up meeting a lot of people. I made a really good friend group from there. We talk and play actively. So I stayed there for the people and income was just kind of a nice thing to have. It was more or less pocket change, really. But it was nice to have. Yeah, same. I mainly joined because of jokes. Uh, I was peer pressured by two drunk girls at a party to, to join ePal and have was there during the beginning of it all yeah it's never really been too ludicrous for me it's been pocket change as well cool i started kind of out of necessity i graduated into covid 2020 and didn't really feel like going out into the world and finding a job so i figured i enjoy playing video games and talking to new people so i went with it and it turned out pretty lucrative for me at least in the few months that i did it do you, do you guys think that, like, uh, you, did you guys see, like, an uptick during COVID uh, where a lot of people were stuck in their homes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Dramatically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, oh, yeah. yeah. First started was, like, right before COVID actually hit and lockdown hit most of North America, at least. It was it was somewhat quiet at first, and then it just ticked up. And then it got covered by streamers, too, so it just it went through oh, a God. huge boost then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I could imagine. Uh, uh, ooh, for you. Uh, so why did you get into ePal? Uh, solely, solely because of this podcast. Um, I've never <laughs> okay. heard of it before this, and I was just like, hey, that's something I need to get into. So just me doing the research on the episodes, you're like, man, I gotta, I gotta try this out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, what about you, Snowjoy? Um, with Goth Dad and Honeydew, uh, the memes. Uh, it was like, okay, so they give you money to play the game I've been playing for years with them? Hmm, okay, I'll, I'll try that. But then as I saw it, I realized, you know what I can do? I can teach people how to optimize their avatars. So I stopped crashing in the pug. 
and that was my life goal and that's all I wanted to do and then um I made not made I helped edit an avatar for a woman who was getting married to someone uh and they had to do a VR wedding because of COVID they couldn't see each other so I did her avatar I worked with her and she got it just right for her and she's like how much and I'm like just give me five dollars it was only like two hours of work I don't care just throw me five dollars and then i looked at my paypal and i saw 150 dollars and i was like yeah we're gonna be on the site for a bit yeah so uh yeah that's that's really cool i like that i assume that you made your own avatar yeah Mm -hmm. this is just an edit of a a tda stuff but it's just like little things that i do to optimize it a bit yeah i initially joined because my friend introduced me to it and i just kind of like thought it was either like a scam or a complete joke well now i now that i know a little bit about you guys and why you guys got in what were your initial ex, uh, like expectations and were they met oh i expect yeah. nothing but a meme fest okay yeah <laughs> a meme yeah and it was it's a complete shit show it was horrible and then there, this big raid happened in the epal server like there's a discord server for it oh lord that was that was the meme fest we all thought we were gonna get but we ended up getting actual people so I guess it worked out in the end. Oh, are you talking about the text to speech raid? That, that yeah, the text to speech raid. About? Well, that's the yeah. same raid. It's just like when all the mods okay. went against and gave everybody admin privileges. Yeah, that. Yep, that, that was, was insane. A great night. Why that did that night. happen? Can you elaborate a little bit? I think if I remember correctly, back then mods were paid for by the what's it called this website. They were more or less community mods type deal, but they would also get paid. Let's, I don't know. I don't know what word I want to use here. Not salary, but they would get paid tip-wise. I guess you wouldn't look at it that way. Um, so they right. weren't being paid, and they kind of raged, and they gave every single person at that time. There was what fifteen thousand people in that server. Every single person had admin privilege, and that what? was <laughs> that was beyond bad. It was hilarious. I loved it, but man, it was bad. I actually got hit with that one while I was streaming. And my Discord was open and not in streamer mode, so that's why I remember it so vividly with all the awful I almost crashed my car because of that. I was driving home and I don't know what... I'm like, what the hell is happening? And then, yeah, as I look at my phone, I almost get T-boned. I'm like, that's my fault for looking, right? But whatever. I know, Ubu, you had an interesting story to tell when you first got on. Did you expect that to happen when you first got on? Um, so yeah, I kind of expected my that to happen to be honest with you um okay but what i didn't expect is for it to be kind of slow my first 24 hours on the site and my ad is up uh basically this guy comes into my dms and he asked me for my discord which i have no problem giving and then he's basically asking for like video like live okay and (laughs) he's said that it's going to be like only like five to six minutes no face paying like 150 175 dollars or something like that and all this other stuff when the time came he basically wanted me in my underwear and stuff like that and i was just like yeah no that's too far that's not what we agreed on so i didn't do it now is that something that you're probably just going to ignore from now on because i mean do you think that'll probably happen again if you you know it'll probably happen again and i i kind of expect <laughs> yeah. it i mean no. to be honest like if i didn't have a boyfriend <laughs> i probably would have did it so... <laughs> <laughs>
Now, how often does that happen? And what what is your like general reaction to that type of message? That specific message circulates a lot. There's this one person with several accounts who'll go ahead and offer usually an offer that you can't really reject when it comes to just money um ask for your discord go in and ask again five to six minutes uh video no voice no face and that all ends up on reddit i personally don't know the guy's reddit i can probably find it but right yeah all all girls who have fallen for that trap have been uh partially doxxed on reddit from what i've uh, seen and heard so it happens quite often, at least this specific instance. My clientele is about 90% female. Um, okay. I I don't know why they are they're attracted to me about that kind of stuff. Not me personally, but you know, like a guy, you know, like a guy with a seductive voice talking to them. I don't know. So I get a lot of those like, hey, how much for helping me finish? I'm like, I, uh, no, one, oh no, two, you're... You can't afford me. That's usually what I say, and they they honestly will ask how much. I told one girl six thousand dollars, and she said, "Give me your PayPal." I'm like, "Nope, I already know that's fake." Jesus. But it's very common. Unfortunately, it's right. super common. Yeah. Avi, uh, do you have any crazy stories with that, or? Oh God. <laughs> like I mentioned before, uh, my first ever ePal order. We were just playing games. We're playing this. Just hanging out, talking, and I don't know where, as I'm talking, she has full body on, I see her put her hands down, she forgot to mute. All you start hearing is macaroni noises? I'll let you figure that out. Yeah, we'll use our imagination. <laughs> so after that's that, I screamed creepy. at her, yelled at her, said no, go fuck yourself, that's gross, don't do that. And then I ended right. up being tipped 200 bucks, so I don't know. Paid off in the end, I guess. Ooh. I didn't ask for it, but it happened. Did you ever report that? I did. She's to, banned to now. Oh, that's that's oh. good to hear. They're not the greatest when it comes to banning. Are you? She made another account and started begging for more, but I'm like, dude, I just no. talked to you. That's it. I literally just oh, spoke no. to you the way I'm talking to you guys now, and that was it. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned your voice. Now, does your voice play a big role in this? And do you have to, I don't know, <laughs> yes. play up your oh, voice God. or do a a little something extra, or do you just use your normal I mean, voice? I, this is my normal talking voice. I have to raise my pitch right. a little to kind of talk more louder. Uh, normally, I have a much lower tone when I'm out trying to talk. I have a better recording mic, so it requires me to talk a little what, less, I guess I'll use the word. I, I also could do voice impersonations, so I guess it's kind of why it happened. The girl asked me to do corpse, the corpse voice, so I, I did it, and that led to that, and yeah, no. I have a little question kind of about that. No. Um, I actually... <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. I actually kind of made a profile. I was talking to God now. He was telling me about it. I was like, oh, I'll look at it. And one of the first things I noticed when you're making your profile is you can record from a profile like a little voice clip. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Like, is that one of the first thing people can see or hear, I guess? Yeah, they can. They could check your profile okay. for your picture. For the, like, for example, for VR chat, they'll look for a photo that's on there relating to the game. And then there's a voice clip on there. So mine's just me talking yeah. normally. And people, that happens all the time. And that's but that, anybody I can bet. do it. Mm-hmm. There's okay. nothing crazy about it. It's just a normal voice clip. There's some actually interesting, like, funny ones on there. Um, I remember doing research on the episode of Jake, and one of the girls, like, made the predator sound. Like, it was just her <laughs> making the predator God. sound. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, why don't you guys tell me about some of the the positive uh, positive experiences you guys had on the website? Um, so, I know that there there could be quite a bit of negative, but what about the positive. Coming from the from the voice club, so my favorite, I did the opening to Skyrim. It's like, hey, <laughs> you're finally awake. You should order me or something like that. And I got a lot of memories <laughs> from that. <laughs> um, but it was nice. funny because, so one of the really positive ones I had was this guy. Well, I guess the first part isn't positive. He got really badly used by one of the girls on there. Um, so he had like amount of money sitting in his account left over. And he was like going through the girls trying to figure out like, just I'm just going to dump it. And I'm going to be done with the site, blah, blah, blah. So he saw mine. He's like, he, and the first thing he says to me is like, I picked you because you're the only girl on the site that's not using an uwu voice. And <laughs> like super high pitch, like, oh my god! Uh, I was like, thanks. Um, and uh, so we played a couple games, it was really fun. And then he tipped me like 150. Just, and then never spoke to me nice. again. He like deleted the site and oh, everything. Man. I was just like, okay. Yeah, I was like, okay. Nice. But it was a good time, it was a good time. Not too bad. <laughs> I have quite a few. Mainly, I've actually gained genuine friends from this website that I enjoy spending time with dearly. There's this one guy that I watch movies with and we review movies almost every single week. And nice. that's become one of my highlights of the week because uh, we put together a list of like 100 or so and we spin a little wheel and half the time it lands on something awful like Emo the Musical and half the time it's something good <laughs> and it's a good time. <laughs> You were telling me that you were a movie buff, so quick question, what's your favorite movie? Oh, that's a hard one. If we're talking cinematography, it's probably her because I think it is beautifully filmed. The shots are Good movie. amazing. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking like favorite bad movie, uh, either The Gamers or Emo the Musical. <laughs> oh, wait, what was the last God. one? Nice. Oh my God. <laughs> the Gamers is this... a classic. <laughs> oh God. All right, I'm gonna have to look that up. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. I have the director's cut, the physical edition of it. Oh my god. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm they jealous. printed a hundred back when they first ran it. You can get a new oh, version god. now, they have a reprint. All of my experiences have been positive because uh, mine are always just, how do I do this? How do I do that? Can you do this for me? So I never really have like awkward or weird people. I've had one bad, uh, not bad, just awkward-ish customer he was just super nervous and wouldn't really oh. talk and i had to like beg and plead for him to like open up and communicate with me but i'm pretty good with that and i can communicate with people i'm used i used to work with kids and the elderly so i'm very patient when it comes to that stuff so it wasn't terrible but all my experiences right. have been pretty okay i i think my favorite one is uh this one guy <laughs> who wanted to watch anime and i told him I actually don't like anime. It's not really my thing. And he's like, come on, there's got to be some anime that you really like. And <laughs> right. during the time, I was really into Attack on Titan because my best friend was into Attack on Titan. But my best friend did not want to watch the sub. She wanted to watch the dub. And the last episode of the dub wasn't coming out for like four weeks or something. So I dubbed every single voice in Attack on Titan and I sent it to her so she could watch it. Yo. Oh my god. <laughs> nice. and, what a so How did that turn out? <laughs> it was it's absolutely <laughs> horrible. I did all the sound effects. I watched it with this guy. <laughs> and he's like, 
I'm telling everybody you're a weeb. I'm telling everybody. And now everybody <laughs> thinks it like anime. It's horrible, but that was like one of the greatest times. It's like uh, we both helped each other like come out of our shells and like just have a chill time together. So that's really good. It's just like the same as Honey. Like as many people's like back people I've met, I've met a lot of really like awesome, great people that I definitely like consider really, really close friends. That was one of the questions I was going to ask too is um, have you guys actually made real friendships on this like have people come become more than just clients to you yes. for me it was mm-hmm. a definitely really big mixed bag so everyone here is like yeah i made awesome friends i had two people that i communicated with for longer than like those few months i was on there and <laughs> the first one uh we were friends for a while but he had a very big issue with um i guess self-confidence i guess so i'd always be like I really like you. You're a cool person to talk to. Whatever. I like hanging out with you. And he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and like he would, <laughs> uh, like it was kind of like one of those self fulfilling prophecies where he would um, always say like, oh well, everyone hates me. No one wants to hang out with me. And I'm like, I'm here. I'm giving you my time. And uh, that didn't end well. And then I had another friend who we actually were friends up until a few months ago. We were playing Overwatch together. And admittedly, I did something very stupid and fed into the enemy team. And and he's like, well, that's not my fault. Rage quit, quit the game, quit the Discord, left my Discord, blocked me, never talked to me again. And I was like, alrighty uh, then. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, alright, okay. well. <laughs> I can really see the potential of making like long-lasting friendships and things like that. I was playing around with the website uh, yesterday. And I found out that they have like group chat rooms and stuff like that. Sat in there and we talked about like uh, zodiac signs and stuff like that. It was a nice time. And I definitely noticed when I was on the website, there is quite a few people that are offering their services for free. And, you know, I think that's cool because there's like a little section where, I mean, maybe you could just get on there and be like, hey, I got the same uh, hobbies as you want to like hang out sometime. So I thought that was kind of cool. Do you think uh, this platform provides a healthy experience for the sellers and buyers? No, I think really. encourages just parasocial relationships where yeah. people either feel like someone owes them to be nice to them and expects that or there's miscommunication between what a buyer is, is receiving because the website censors the sellers quite a bit. <laughs> so you can't really <laughs> say you don't do not safe for work because uh, that's banned. You can't say that. <laughs> like in chat and stuff, you just cannot say you that? You can't say the word. It just, it just censors. Also in your voice lines, you know where you can record them? Those go through review uh, by the mod team. So if you say anything slightly wrong, they just won't let you have your voice lines. So you can't say you don't do NSFW or state what you are there for <laughs> right wait that's so funny because uh i was checking the website like the other day for mine i was checking the ratings and it actually says on the side that it's like based on our excellent ai that's it's manual they i do was it. thinking <laughs> that because i was like no way that they made an ai to like rate your voice and your pictures like that's so messed up <laughs> yeah i was wondering about that the pictures make sense but voice lines i doubt it i doubt they can make an ai like that <laughs> right like dude i literally said yeehaw ram ranch to like this uh <laughs> there's a game called like ranch simulator 
And one of my one of my frequent buyers wanted to play with me, but it didn't have a set to like set up a whole custom game. And I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna say. So I'm just like, Ram Ram, yeehaw. And it was like excellent, like best voice line ever. And I was like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> From like an outside perspective, okay, I feel like there's almost kind of like a stigma behind it. Like we we're talking about like being able to make lifelong friendships and like relationships, and like is it harmful, especially for you know, the buyers, I think, yes, right? The people looking for companionship on that app, um, if they're paying for it, it's probably because they're not getting it in real life or they're not able to really make friends themselves, you know? And maybe that's just because I was, I'm not on there and, like, that's an outside perspective. Mm. But I could see how that would be really harmful, right? Like, if you're seeking companionship or help from people you're paying that's not really professionals, right? Like maybe you need to seek actual help with those issues like from professionals, not necessarily just people on the internet who are willing to play games and be nice to you because you're paying them a set amount of money. Email is a good tool if used properly and if you use it to work on your social skills to be better in real life or on your own, then that's completely fine and honestly commendable. But I do think that, at least from a few of my interactions with customers, some people do over depend on ePal for any sort of social interaction that's where it gets kind of unhealthy and worrisome <laughs> and they feel like right. they never have to better themselves you know because mm -hmm. everyone's being so kind to them they don't need to fix those personality traits that you know might be mm -hmm. not necessarily acceptable in I guess the real world right where you're not paying people to be nice to you <laughs> yeah it should be a supplement not a replacement for anything so I try to like work that into the conversation with stuff like whenever like someone tells me like yeah i don't really talk to people that well it's like okay well maybe you should work on xyz or see someone professionally or something like that but like yeah people do end up like depending on it because they feel they there's no there's no rejection if they go to this person and pay them because the person's gonna want their money so they feel like they have that extra safety net but that's part of life you gotta learn how to handle all that stuff um, it is quite similar. When I was doing research on this video, I found a lot of stuff that's offered in Japan. And it's quite similar. Talking, just talking to people. You know, some of it is considered taboo. And it's a, it's a conversation that I think uh, should be had. At the end of the day, I do believe that these people are going to use this service no matter what. I do think that it's, it's a good thing that it does exist if they need that outlet. So... So you want to elaborate on that? Quite often where actually the people providing the service are blamed for the actions of the people buying the service. For example, yeah. you'll have people lashing out on an e-girl for being an e-girl or an e-boy uh, purely because they're perpetuating this cycle or enabling someone. And the thing is, we're not professionals. Not many are. I feel like the website in a way stages us all to be because one of the banners is talk to real professionals and they also have a category that's emotional support and help. I, I think that's often funny. we are bought for trauma dumping or oh just- Oh God, yes, Jesus. The, the sheer amount of trauma dumping that goes on is worrisome. A lot of people who also aren't financially too well off, uh, as in like live with parents and don't really have a job, have bought me before. And I've just been like, hey, maybe you shouldn't be spending what little you have on <laughs> buying companionship. And I can imagine that would be kind of overwhelming if someone just dumps all their shit on you. Uh 
lack of a better term. I think going into this episode, I had my own perspectives on everything. And to be quite honest, like, I mean, you guys are pretty wholesome and you've humbled me a bit. So I appreciate that. What do you guys think about the website and the people that run it? Towards the end there, I was so fed up with like everything I had heard about the moderation and the people that worked there and just how they didn't really give a shit about anyone, really. Unless it was like the high, high end girls that were like making, you know, thousands a week or whatever, you know, the top on the, the site and like, um, like making them income, then they'd, they'd, you know, bend over back for them. But towards the end there, I would always, I would always like every time one, someone wanted to order, I'd just give them my PayPal or like give them my Discord and then send my PayPal because, you know, you can't really do that on the site, but... Just like fuck the right. site, <laughs> let's do it like one on one, and and that was too much effort, and a lot of guys didn't trust that, so I just gave up and quit. So fair. I assume y'all remember how insanely high all the fees were back then. <laughs> they still yes. are there. Like they're still they, bad. No, no, pretty no, sure they got rid of them just recently. Yeah, they got rid yeah, of the withdrawing at like true. instead of fifteen days to a month, they mm -hmm. removed it finally. But the fees on top well, of that, that's not just... fully removed. That's it's what only they just said. To certain amount of purchases. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's conditional. <laughs> Everything that they provide to help users is conditional. <laughs> it really is, yeah. But yeah, at the very beginning, uh, there's a fee that the buyers pay on top of how much they pay you, and then the service providers also uh, pay a withdrawal fee, and then they have another withdrawal fee from PayPal. So it was kind of just Jesus. three fees back to back that ePal was banking, which usually comes around to at least uh back then 40 percent of of the order cost <laughs> yeah most people are only five dollars for a half an hour so like how much mm -hmm. can you actually make i have never personally been a buyer but the buyer usually pays more than that amount uh now that they have a okay. token system and a in-website currency i don't know how that works but way back when there wasn't that in place uh it, it was a whole different story. <laughs> I was checking my mail recently because I was actually referring some money from ePal and I ended up finding a thank you letter from ePal because like it was their like one year anniversary or whatever. And okay. they were like mentioning, you know, all the wrong things that like gone wrong. It's like so cringe to much to look at because it was like they were talking about about, you know, like, all the controversial stuff with, like, all the legal stuff that was happening and just everything that, like, gone wrong. But they're like, thank you guys so much for being a community and we appreciate you, teehee-oo-woo. Thank you, thank you, kind <laughs> of thing. And I was just like, why are you doing this? What legal problems were there? Would you yeah, like yeah, yeah, why don't you go for it? rundown from my perspective? Um, for when sure, I joined the ePal, I actually noticed that there was a really big issue with mods because at the time the mods weren't being paid anything and they were just some random guys on Discord who were promoted to being mods. So there was a lot of abuse of power there. So I actually made my own separate Discord for mostly the VR chat e-girls at the time. It came to light that a lot of them were underage and we kind of worked all together to protect them making a blacklist and a whitelist of clients to make sure that they stayed safe uh right. and a lot of us were very ethically challenged by this because no one underage should be selling their services like this and uh, it comes out that wasn't actually legal uh and epal while in the very beginning profiting and working off of the backs of minors <laughs> Uh, got into legal trouble, they, they immediately turned on them, terminating every single account of a service provider who was 
underage. But that also meant that they weren't allowed to withdraw any money that they had earned up to that point, leaving a lot of kids who were most likely also abused on the site by either clientele or by the mod team, just completely not compensated for the work that they did and the, the emotional turmoil, turmoil that was caused. The people the that were under after you. that, Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure um, I understood. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, after that, a lot of the kids were still left you know to stay in the discord so in in the official epal discord where they fell prey to a lot of the admins i personally don't know the names but i i remember a few distinctly that were accused and i'm pretty sure one was actually convicted of grooming a minor and <sighs> that that wasn't a good time no, so that, that's, that's some of the more exploitive shit that they've done when it comes to younger children so now you have to be 18 and older, right? They've they've locked well, that down. The website I mean... is still 13 and up. You can buy as a 13 year old or older, but you can't provide the any any entertainment mm. or any service as a yeah. child. You have to be mm. a legal adult. I get a lot of kids in my DMs being like, "Do you mm -hmm. want to play Minecraft?" I'm like, "How old are you? Like, I just need to know that you're like at least 18, because I'm if you're under 18, that's just weird." And I'm not yeah, sure how they like... would fix that, because, I mean, do they ask for, like, your ID when you sign up for the website, or? No. Nothing. Yeah. No. You can uh, just lie. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still 71 on my site, so, um, yeah, they don't verify. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they can't really verify using voice, either, since, uh, there's everybody talking in an ooh voice. You can't right. tell if someone's older or younger. <laughs> Do you guys usually just do this for a side hustle? Do you guys have other jobs that you do? Or is this your main uh, source of income? I know some of you don't do it uh, anymore, but when you were doing it? I used yeah, to have like a said. job, but then like COVID happened. Yeah, like Freak basically. COVID. Yeah. COVID sent me to the internet. <laughs> Good old COVID sent us to the internet <laughs> and now we're stranded. <laughs> yeah, Freak, you were saying basically. that you, uh, you made a pretty penny doing it. Yeah, I made um, a little over 2k. Uh, in the nice. course of like two, two to three months. Yeah, it was just the summer. I didn't have a job and I ended up getting a summer in the fall, but or getting a job in the fall, but just that summer was EPAL and I didn't really have anything else to do and my whole life or my whole time during that period was just playing games and talking to people. So I was like, if I can make money off of it, let's go. Hey, maybe I should sign up for the website. You guys think that uh, my podcast uh, voice would work over well? Easy. Oh, yeah. You're in. Actually, Easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Easy. Cool. I was quiet there for a minute. I was worried. <laughs> no, no macaroni. No, no, no. <laughs> Do you guys have any closing remarks or things you want to touch on before we close this up? I would say, granted, yeah, EPAL has a lot of negativity and it might have <laughs> bad connotations, whatever. But in the end, it's definitely improved. It's actually very helpful for a lot of people. So within the darkness, there is at least some light. So don't let yeah. what we say as a negative thing change your mind about it. And Since everything negative happened... Exactly. Since everything yeah. negative happened, now we're beginning the good arc of EPAL, if you want to call it that. We have active mods, we have active staff. Consistently, everybody works as a community to actually keep the place clean. You have your bad batches, but then you slowly find them, rat them out, and then, bam, we're here now. Yeah. So, I mean, hell, we're all still 
on here theoretically. So, <laughs> and I know me okay. personally, I never really got onto like online communities before I got onto Discord and VR chat. Um, I did have a lot of problems finding people to play games with in real life. You know, I might not share the same type of games that we like or whatever. And it's kind of cool that you can, you know, be like, hey, I like League of Legends, or it's this person that on this website that also likes it, and they're pretty cool, and we can hang out for a half hour, you know? I just think um, it's kind of cool that society has always paid for companionship in different ways, you know? And we're in an age now where a lot of it's online through games. Yeah, for I, sure. I think that's kind of cool, right? It makes you think, what are the next... What are the next steps, you know? Um, I mean, who knows yeah. what, what market um, this will um, go into. All in all, I think ePal as a concept is great. I think it is salvageable now that there's actually people actively working on it. But I also think its origins and general concept is a bit too divided for it to really flourish. I think it would do much better as an 18 plus service. I think minors should not have yeah. a space there. I think by keeping them there, ePal is bending over backwards, trying to make their website PG, while knowing full well that a lot of the services there aren't PG. And it just makes it confusing and hard to navigate for everyone. That's what I was thinking when I was looking at it. There's not really a clear objective with the website. Like, this is what it's for. Here's what you can expect, right? It's very confusing. And I think once they find maybe that clear objective and the path they want to go down, I think it's going to be more successful. And from what you guys are saying, they're kind of slowly getting there. So mm -hmm. I think that's a good sign. For sure. <laughs> All right, so this has been the VR and Chill podcast. If you want to see more podcasts, if you could like and subscribe, um, hit the hit the bell icon to get the notification when a new episode comes out. I got a lot of exciting episodes planned. We're gonna do a world uh, creator episode, and I got some really cool world creators coming on. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone for coming out. I appreciate you all, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Ciao. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Hey everyone, thanks for watching to the end of the video. Um, I got some words to say. Uh, as I was making this uh, podcast and the cutaway that you saw in the beginning of the episode, I think it's really easy to have some preconceived notions about this service and um, its customer base and the people that actually offer the service. I definitely went in with some biases and, you know, asking uh, the people of VRChat if they would use this service. Um, you know, as you saw, a lot of them said no. But then after actually meeting the people that offer this service, you know, they were some of the nicest people that I've met on this game. Um, you know, as you saw, one person uh, made avatars and um, there was even a guy that did this, which I just really didn't think that was a thing, you know. I kind of went in this thinking that, you know, these were just going to be e-girls. And uh, that was uh, really not the case. So I think this is like an important lesson to learn is, uh, I don't know, not to go in, into things with preconceived notions or biases. And uh, always have an open mind. Thanks for watching the video. And uh, just so you know, the next episode will come out next week. And it's all about VR chat relationships and uh, dating in VR chat. So until the next time, guys. Catch you later.